You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. I want to say, first of all, um, how much of a privilege it is to, to be able to be up here and to share what God's placed in my heart. So massive thank you to Matt and Elodie and the, the leadership team. Um, it feels a bit different to be up here up the front. I'm usually lurking behind the drum screen. Um, so <laughs> we'll see how today goes. But um, yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, but yeah, it's great to see you all after a bit of a break. Hopefully you guys had a great time off um, celebrating the New Year's. Um, I'm, I'm so excited for next year, honestly. Like part of, part of working for the church meant that I got to see... Oh, this year. Yeah, yeah, 2023. My bad. <laughs> see, it's coming upon us so quickly. But um, part of working for the church meant that I got to see all the... I got to post and see all the incredible testimonies of what God had been doing in us as a church. Um, and I'm excited for next year because I know it's, it's going to be more. So, oh. okay, we'll try We'll see how we go with that. This year, this year, 2023 is this year. Um, now, usually around this time, around New Year's, we, we all um, do a little thing called um, setting our New Year's resolutions. Um, have we all set our New Year's resolutions yet? Or one or two, a couple, maybe not. Um, but, um, oh, um, and we all know the usual ones about dieting and going to the gym um, I'm not looking at you. <laughs> um, cutting out this and that, um, getting into good sleep schedules, not staying up all night watching Netflix. Um, <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't usually set heaps of resolutions. There's a couple here and there. Um, sometimes I do, but this year I've, I've gone big. Um, I've gone next level along with Elisha. I'm dobbing you in today. We're dobbing in each other. But we have both committed to, to running the Melbourne Marathon in October. So, yeah, I've gone from smaller stuff to, to, the, to the big ones. So I'm, I'm announcing it today so you guys can keep us accountable to that. You can hold us to that. <laughs> Elisha, I'm sorry, I didn't ask him before this, but I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, but being honest with ourselves, how many of, of the goals or the resolutions that we've set for ourselves are the exact same as last year? Um, I heard a saying the other day around New Year's time, and um, it's a bit of a funny phrase. It says, a New Year's resolution is something that goes in one year and out the other. <laughs> yeah, very clever. And it's, it's something we laugh at, but it, it does sum up um, how we approach our goals and our resolutions um, almost absentmindedly sometimes. Um, it's almost like, a, obviously, this year is going to be different, right? This is the year that, that things change. Um, and the same can be said sometimes for our spiritual resolutions and for our walk of God. See, we set these goals and we set these resolutions about the time we spend with God, how much we're reading our Bible, what we're letting into our lives and the habits that we set up in our day-to-day. But just like a lot of other resolutions, we fall short in reaching them because they come from a place of setting them because it's the thing to do and not a thing we want to do or from a heart's desire to do so. Our resolutions don't stick and we try to carry them out in our own strength and resolve because we haven't allowed God to give us a revelation for these things. We have not allowed this revelation to grip our hearts, and we don't do it through his strength and trust in him. And just on that point, I want to say, how often do we make our goals um, and our resolutions from complete trust in him? Um, And we need to let our resolutions be driven from a place of revelation in him. In Proverbs 16, verse 9, it says, A man's heart plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. So I want to ask us this morning, What would it look like if we let God direct our steps this year? So how do we let God direct our steps and how do we make our goals and decisions this year in helping us grow 
and make sure they don't just become another unfulfilled resolution. Cool. If we can all turn to Matthew 13, uh, we see the story of the parable of the sower. Um, and Jesus uses this story of the sower in the field to unpack how we receive revelation into our hearts and how we can make sure it sticks. So starting from verse 3, it says, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. And we go through this chapter, and a bit further on, um, we see the disciples come to Jesus, because often they, they didn't understand some things. So Jesus had to, to lay it out for them, but um, he explains what it means. Um, in verse 18, it says, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil... This is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. Now let's have a little, a little bit of a look at what Jesus is unpacking here. So the first one he talks about is the seeds that fall on the path and the enemy snatches it up. See, revelation that we don't take hold of and work on will get taken away from us. Growing our faith and letting God do a work in our hearts will take some intentionality and effort on our parts. Ladies and gentlemen, can I tell you that God won't um, magically create a desire to spend more time with Him or read our Bibles, just like He won't magically get you up in the morning, drive your car to the gym and lift those weights, or He won't smack that donut out of your hands late at night when you're watching Netflix on the couch. <laughs> uh, just <laughs> This isn't directed at anyone in particular. <laughs> um, it's, it's important to note as well that when it talks about not understanding it, it's not that we don't understand it straight away, because if that was the case, then a lot of us would be done for, uh, myself included. It's, it's us not asking God to reveal what He's trying to say, and it's us not seeking out and making the effort to understand and apply the seeds that He's trying to sow into our lives. I want to ask us, are we delighting in hearing what God is saying to us and how it will grow us and strengthen us? Now, in the second instance, we see that the seeds fell on rocky ground, and these were initially received with joy, but fall away when hard times came around. This is revelation that falls on rocky ground, and at the time is amazing, and it fits perfectly to where we are currently in life and our walk with Christ, but if it isn't watered and it's, isn't, and it's not grown, it will fall away when tough times come. See, we like to, we like to have a few phrases around different um, occasions, and and in New Year's, we, we um, use this phrase, sometimes absentmindedly, where we say, a new year, new me, um, as we come to the new year. And it's like we ignore 
all that's happened the year before, especially if it wasn't such a great year, as if it wipes everything in a way and creates a clean slate. But this attitude can so easily allow us to fall back into the same cycles of sin or bad habits that we wanted to get out of. When we forget to, the work that God has done in our lives, or we haven't gone to Him and allowed Him to do a work in us, to break us out of these cycles, then so often we come back to these same things. In Isaiah 43, it says, Remember not the former things, nor the, consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. See, He does want to do a new thing in us this year, but it starts with submitting these things to Him and letting Him deal with them. Cool. Number three. So in the third area, we see that the seeds fell among thorns. And as Jesus explains to the disciples, they overtake the seeds that are sown. If the revelation that has been sown into our heart is not placed in the right soil and not developed, then the busyness of life will overtake it. See, we will all have things that will come up and it will make it difficult to persist in what we have set out to do. It's not a matter of if, because life will become busy, but it's important that in these moments that our priorities are kingdom-focused, not world-focused. There are all kinds of things that can become thorns in our life that prevent us from walking in the fullness of His plans for us. Sometimes these things start out with good intentions, but they can so often become the reason that the revelation of what God's trying to do is choked in our lives. This could be our jobs, it could be our hobbies, it can be our relationships, routine, it can be pride, unforgiveness, sometimes even a negative and attitude and mindset towards church. And it's important that we constantly have to ask ourselves if we have thorns in our lives that are choking the revelation of what the Lord is trying to do in our lives. Church, are we asking and allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal these things to us? And the final one, we see the seeds become fruitful due to them falling into good soil and being watered. And this is where he will seed sow, sorry, um, seed, sow seeds into our life and they will become fruitful because we have to receive them into our hearts and they have taken root. See, the, the seeds produced fruit because they fell into a soil that beca had become fertile, unlike the other places that the seeds fell. It was a soil that had become fertile over time. It wasn't in that single instance that the seeds fell that it was immediately received. It was a process that took cultivating that soil, that, took a work in our, that takes a work in our hearts. Um, and it's a process of our faith growing and us growing in our walks with Jesus. So just to summarize, we'll look at the four again. So number one, we have the seeds that get snatched up by the birds, which represent revelation that we haven't been intentional with. Number two were the seeds that are received well, but don't take root. And this is when revelation hasn't been allowed to develop roots and hasn't been watered. Number three was the seeds that land among thorns and get choked when they try to grow, which is when we allow the busyness of life and the distractions of the world to take the place of what God is trying to reveal and do within us. And finally, number four, we see... Um, the seeds fall on good soil, and they produce fruit. What does it take to produce good and fertile soil that bears fruit in our lives and enables us to stick to the revelations that God has given us for the year? What does it take to develop and live out our resolutions from a place of revelation? If we take a look at each of the different situations where the seeds fell, we're given a basis for what allows us to receive the revelation of what God is speaking to us. The first one is that it requires intentionality in spending time with the Father and prioritizing these times. For us to develop a heart that receives what God is trying to, to say and do in our lives, and for us to eagerly desire to hear from Him, we need to be spending time with Him. Even Jesus, 
when he was on earth, knew the importance of spending time with the Father and, and prioritizing his time. Um, if we look in Luke 5, it talks about Jesus. He's right in the busyness of it all, like full swing ministry, um, crowds everywhere, doing miracles left, right, and center. But it says in verse 16, but Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Even in his busyness, um, he knew the importance of spending time with the Father and being intentional in withdrawing to do so, and he prioritized his times. And how much more should we be prioritizing and in being intentional with these times, hey? And I want to ask us today, and, and a question for us to ask ourselves, what does it look like for you to be intentional with spending time with the Father? Number two is that it requires watering our roots. In Jeremiah 17, verse 7 to 8, it says, But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He's like a tree planted by the waters that sends out its roots towards a stream. It does not fear when the heat comes, and its leaves are always green. It does not worry in a year of drought, nor does it cease to produce fruit. Watering our roots looks like trusting in him and placing our confidence in him through growing in our understanding and relationship with him. I wanted to ask us this morning, lots of questions to ask ourselves, but it's important as we come into the new year to ask these questions. Um, do we have a hunger and love for his word? I was um, scrolling on Instagram the other day and uh, there's the usual stuff, like a lot of football stuff and, and food and music stuff, but um, I had this video come up on my feed and it was this video of these, um, these Christians in China who received Bibles for the first time, um, their very own Bible, and these, these Bibles have been smuggled into the country. Um, but when they see what it is, they rush around it and they grab them and they start weeping and they start hugging the Bibles because they are overjoyed at the thought of, of being able to, to learn more about the Father and to spend time with Him hearing from His Word. Have we become complacent in our hunger for the Word? Has our appetite for His Word been decreased by an appetite for the other things of the world? And it's so important that we meditate constantly on the Word in order to water our roots. The third one is to make sure that we're learning from our experiences and things he has put to death in our lives. When we take a look at how soil in the natural um, becomes fertile and it gets its nutrients, um, sometimes um, there'll be some dead remains or <laughs> animal carcasses or stuff and manure. And, and what the soil does is it takes these things and it transforms them into incredibly important nutrients for the soil to become to become fertile. In the same way, in our lives, um, God will take, um, he'll take the experiences we've been through, all the, the manure we've gone through, if you will. Uh, <laughs> um, he'll take our experiences and he will use it to produce in us incredibly important things for our faith to thrive, for us to develop in our relationship with him, um, and, and developing a fertile mind and heart to receive the revelation of what he's trying to reveal to us. We've all gone through tough times. Um, it looks different for everyone, but we have gone through tough times and things get hard. But are we using these, moment, uh, these moment, moments as opportunities to learn? Are we allowing these moments to grow in our relationship and understanding of him and create deeper roots in him? And a fourth one is it requires partnering and being led by the Holy Spirit in the revelation. As we enter into 2023, got to write this time, <laughs> um, it is vital that we're partnering with the Holy Spirit and being led by him. In Romans 8, it says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. 
And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. By inquiring of the Holy Spirit, we are allowing for our decisions and the goals we make to be empowered and to be aligned with the will of God. And in John 16, verse 13, it says, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. If we are allowing him to, the Holy Spirit will guide us into the year and the things that God has in store for us. And what better way to start the year and to assess the previous year and the year ahead than partnering with the Holy Spirit in the process of our decision-making? See, this, this word today is, it, it's, it's me sharing it to you, but it's a word that, that God has placed on my heart, and I've had on my heart every time I go into a new year, um, starting from 2021. So 20, 2019, our family moved here. Um, it was a great year for me. I was flying. I saw my faith go to, to new depths and to new levels, and um, it was incredible. But 2020 happened, um, and I was fine for a lot. I was actually doing great through it all, but then towards the end of the year, it got very difficult, and I realized that I had started to let um, disappointments and hurt get into my heart, and I was, I was angry and I was bitter. Um, I'd let my situations dictate my heart's response to what God was trying to do in my life, um, and I realized I was in a slump. I'd, I'd plateaued in my faith. Um, I'd lost my love for the Word. I lost my love for for spending time with him. I'd, I'd lost, I'd, I loved other things more than I love God. And uh, it's a humbling thought when you get to this place where you realize I, I can't afford to be here anymore. Um, so I knew for, in order for me to, to see fruit in my life, I had to make a change. I had to be intentional with what I was going to do and, and how I was going to produce good soil that would allow for him to, to speak into my life and for me to bear fruit in for the rest of my life. For me, that looks like being intentional with my, um, how I spent time with him in the mornings. I would often go to Wilson Botanic. It's a great place to go if you're looking for a place to, to read your Bible and pray. Um, I would walk around the whole park and I would pray and listen to worship music. And then there's a, a bench right at the top of the hill that overlooks the lake. And I would sit there and I would read my Bible. And these times were so key for my faith. Um, these were things that I, I put into practice um, that I had to get a revelation for from God, but it was vital that I did so because I saw how it impacted my life for the better. And even as we come into this year, it's, it's something I need to constantly remind myself. It's so easy to get caught up in um, Christmas and New Year's and all the things, but, but it's important that we are going to God first and foremost, and we are allowing for these things to take root in our lives. See, God wants us to bear good fruit in 2023 but it depends on how we are receiving it and how we have cultivated good soil to receive it into our lives. There's a saying that says, how you start something is how you finish. And the heart and intentions that we start off with not only determine how we finish, but it also de determines how we steward the seeds that he is planting into our lives. It will determine how we steward our time, how we steward our money, our gifting, and also the resolutions and goals that he, we have set. It's important we ask ourselves, what does it look like this year if we choose to approach this year in setting our goals and aspirations for the year out of a place of having spent time with him and doing it from a place of revelation? What would be the fruit in your own life if you chose to approach it this way? What would be the fruit for us as a church? What would be the fruit for our community? What would be the fruit for our friends and family and neighbors? See, sometimes we, we overcomplicate it. We make it so hard for ourselves where... 
we often wait until hard times come up or situations arise before we go to him. Um, but how often do we ask him what he wants to do in our lives and in the year ahead? Um, and what would it look like if we did start off the year this way, where we approach, um, we approach him first um, to allow him to speak into our lives? Let's start this year allowing the Father to help determine our New Year's revelations. Now, I'm going to pray in a second, but before I, before I do, I want to say that um, if, if you are caught in cycles where you feel like they just keep coming from year to year, um, then please come up to the front after the service. We've got leaders here who would love to pray with you. And if you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life, um, if you feel like you keep getting stuck in cycles and you don't know a way out of it, there is a way, and his name is Jesus. And we would love to be able to pray for you after the service. So come and find a leader here and we'll, we'll pray for you. Um, but as we pray now, let, I thought it would be awesome if we, we asked the Holy Spirit, um, as, as Beth shared a word this morning about being still and letting him speak to us and knowing, knowing it is God. Um, as we pray now, let's, let's allow our heart to, to just be still and hear from him. Father, as we come into this new year in 2023, may our first and foremost thought be to go in towards you, be, be always pressing into what you have for our lives, be hearing the revelation of what you're trying to do in our lives. Would we set up a standard at the start of the year for how we want to carry ourselves throughout the whole year, how we want to finish, Lord, um, to make sure we don't get stuck in the same cycles, to allow thorns to, to choke the revelation of what you're doing, we would allow for the seeds that you are sowing to take root and to produce fruit in our lives. Lord, I pray that if there is anyone this morning that, that feels like they are stuck in cycles, where every year it's a, it's, they feel like it's going to be different, but it keeps coming back to that same thing. I pray that right now you would touch their hearts. You would give them a new revelation of who you are and who they are, who they are in you, God. And I pray that you would do a work in our hearts. Um, this year, God, especially as we start of this year. In your mighty name, amen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.